felt like a cheap ripoff of something from Goldeneye. I, <laughs> I, I was feeling a little San Andreas because at first when it started, I'm like, in my head, I was like, and then the doom music kicked in. And I'm like, no, he's not going to go hardcore doom. And then no. it sort of went San Andreas for me. <laughs> I always know when his beat, when the, when the kick's going to drop though in, on his beats. But you know, over the last two years, I've, heard enough of them and so i got something you can drop i doubt it you can't drop it what do you mean no. i doubt it I don't, <laughs> you don't think you can drop it i don't think i can i think what does that I even mean because once i got a hold of that motherfucker i'd never let go yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so we were discussing diet before the intro music you guys know what's weird is that like i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i mean we all have adhd and we all do that to each other so i mean like (laughs) recording it wouldn't phase me so uh yeah so i've been counting calories keep myself about 1500 a day doing doing well and i am i am losing some some gut um but today, my breakfast consisted of a, a half cup of the Monster Trail Mix. You know what I'm talking about, Adam. Oh, yes. That was good what stuff. the fuck Fucking... is Monster Trail Mix? Is it like werewolf dick and pecans or something? Yes, that's that. I'm. It's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Target makes it. It's like yeah. a... They have special Target werewolf dicks. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of companies make it, but the Target brand is called Monster mix and it's like m&ms peanut butter uh chips uh i think peanuts raisins maybe like peanut butter chips yeah pecan not pecans cashews or something yeah it's really good yeah it is a perfect mix of uh salt and sugar and a quarter cup of it which is like 32 grams is 170 calories and as we've talked before, anybody that like exercises with a smartwatch or whatever knows that it takes about three miles at four to four and a half miles or uh, three miles at three to three and a half miles an hour on a treadmill to burn that, to burn about a, like some between 170 and 200. So think about that when you're working down a candy bar, you know, um, so, but yeah, that, that was my breakfast. And then my lunch consisted of two double cheeseburgers from McDonald's, which is about 800 calories. Um, so yeah, I'm at like 1200 for the day. It's fucking amazing. If you start to track your calories, one that junk food, shitty food, processed food has way more calories per dollar, right. than uh, decent food that's good for you. Uh, but it's real easy to hit fucking 3000 calories a day when oh, yeah. you burn like 1600, 1700, just by like existing throughout your day. 
it, when you have jobs like like we do, where you sit at a computer most of your day. I mean, when I was, I'm a, you know, we've all mentioned before we're in telecom, and I was out in the field, and you know, I was climbing utility poles and carrying ladders and digging ditches and shit. And um, looking back now, and, and knowing how how many calories I eat now. Um, I know that I was putting down three or 4,000 calories a day back then. And I weighed like 140, you know, easily. Um, but yeah, between getting older and sedentary, <laughs> I, uh, I've gotten fat. So yeah, it's, it's very easy to put it on. It, <laughs> it, it doesn't help that, uh, like our, like when I go to work, I'm at a desk and at a computer and then my hobbies all include sitting at a desk (laughs) yeah right no it doesn't help at all (laughs) no it does not um so you've lost quite a bit of weight though over the last few weeks yeah 18 or 19 pounds so far yeah that's fucking significant man that's yeah uh, that's a good job so and that's been what just is that diet and exercise diet mostly what is it do you think uh, mostly diet. I've been exercising a little bit, but yeah, my nerve stuff has been interfering. So just doing well, treadmill. Your opportunity for good bullshit right there. You know, what are the effects? Well, now I can shoot lasers out of my dick. And, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hang on. Hang doing? on. Do, let me give me a do over. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, what have you been doing and what are the effects? So I've been uh, hitting the treadmill uh, doing... 30 minutes on the treadmill every day, uh, eating, uh, not a lot of carbs and sugar. And so far, uh, I'm, I'm losing weight and, um, I'm able to shoot lasers out of my eyes and I have a, what is called meat vision instead of heat vision. So I'm also shooting hot dogs out of my eyes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Nothing, guys. I like nothing, it. Nothing. I was, yeah. Wiener Vision. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Wiener, my vision, favorite channel. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it's everyone's favorite channel. Um, quite frankly, Wiener Vision, now part of Telemundo. Now in HD. Now in HD. Yeah. When I uh, when I think Wiener Vision, I think HD. <clears throat> Hard so, dick. <laughs> yes, Adam, hard dick. Exactly. Hard dick. <laughs> I was doing well with the treadmill. And then the last week or two, I just, I was like, Bleh. it's probably because I'm only eating 1500 calories, well, a thousand to 1500 calories a day. I probably don't have enough, you know, energy to energy. get on yeah. the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, it's tough so. to diet and exercise. Yes, it is. It's and most easy to people, do one. Most people don't, the human body actually doesn't like to exercise. And people have argued with me about that. And I'm like, dude, there have been studies upon studies upon studies about that. Most people do not like to exercise. Your your body doesn't like to just burn energy and calories for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, you're programmed not, we would have been lazy fucks. We would have hunted our food, got our food and laid around until the sun went down and we meandered onto the next fucking place. So I guess, you know, you'd get exercise walking, you'd burn your calories like that, but the life and there's right. And there's a lot of people that will argue cause they're like, Oh, I love to exercise. Okay. Yeah. There's always fucking genetic anomalies in all of creation. 
but most people do not. Exercising is very difficult to get moving. Um, and I know I feel better. Hell, even my mental health is better when I exercise a little bit. Um, and I always hated those fucking people that you just need diet and exercise. I was like, I will cut you while I'm eating this Snickers bar. <laughs> it's um, like, no, no, it's just something need... else. It's something else. <laughs> it's like, you just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be good for my mental health? You shutting the fuck up. And that's what. But it is true. As I change my diet and do a little light exercise, I- I'm never going to be ripped or buff or huge or whatever. It's just never, I- I'm not that dedicated to it. When I used to go to the gym, you'd see those folks in there and, uh, when I was when I lived in Birmingham, Alabama, I used to go to a Gold's gym, and there were these women in there that were there every time I came in, and they're just stunning, chiseled bodies and beautiful, and their hair's perfect. And talking to the manager of the place, come to find out they they were cheerleaders for a local sports team, and I don't remember um, not the Barons because I think that was baseball. Did Birmingham have a basketball team or something? I don't remember. Not but, a pro, not not a pro nor a semi-pro one that I'm aware of. I, had, I'm not uh, either, and I can't. They had can't. the, they've got the hockey team, uh, the Birmingham Bulls. They've got mm-hmm. the Birmingham Barons, and uh, now the, you know, since it 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 keeps getting recycled, mm-hmm. the football team, the Birmingham Stallions, is back mm-hmm. it's in that XFL league or whatever yeah. else. Yeah, maybe they were. Maybe that was Canadian it. league. Or yeah, it may have been XFL or Canadian CFL. The guy told me that they were basically professional cheerleaders, which for CFL, XFL, they're not going to make any money. A, uh, an NFL cheerleader makes like 22000 a year. Um, yeah, oh my God. So yeah, like it's sub league thing is even less. Right, if anything. It's, it's really just for, it's like a jump off point for models and actresses and stuff like that to you know, Hey, I was a Broncos cheerleader, but you know, whatever. But yeah, I guess these women were professional models and like sports team. So they were in there literally didn't matter what day I went in or what time it seemed like these women were in there. And then I started to notice these guys that were in there all the time. And again, just gorgeous (laughs) Adonis human beings. And it was like, you noticed the guys second, huh? Well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, oh, yeah. And apparently there were guys in there, too. Sorry, I'm cisgender and heterosexual (laughs) and I notice these things. Right. I can say a dude's good looking and not, you know, and and you're you're gay. No, I can objectively say that guy's fucking good looking, man. Yeah. Um, But I I didn't notice the the trend in the guys. No, because I was watching the the asses in front of me. You could bounce a quarter (laughs) off of. I can fucking lie. I was watching. Um. But the point being is that, you know, these women were in there six hours a day, easy. So when I, you know, you'll see somebody and, you know, you see a really good looking guy, a really chiseled dude or a really chiseled chick. And you're like, oh my God, you know, oh, look at her. And I'd love to date her or him or whatever. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You don't get off the fucking couch. You really think y'all are going to have anything in common at all? You're not, (laughs) you know, you've watched too many fucking movies, too many Hallmark movies. (laughs) <laughs> um, cause that's not going to happen. Um, high maintenance is something that I've just never been able to deal with. Um, Fuck know, my, no. my, my ex-wife was not high maintenance. She, you know, she wore a little makeup and put herself together. Uh, my girlfriend now does her makeup, but it's not, you know, 
it's not high maintenance. There's, there's a difference. You know, I, I know guys that it takes their, their girl two hours to get ready and the fake eyelashes and, and all that. But I know dudes that are the same way. And I always think when a chick sees a guy, you know, I'll be out with friends and some chick will see a guy, a friend of mine be like, Oh, that guy's so hot. And looking at him thinking that dude spends more time in the bathroom getting ready than you do. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see it. He looks like something off fucking Jersey Shore. So, you know, hey, if you want to go get get a dick appointment with him, I completely understand. But you don't want a relationship with that type of person. Or maybe you do. If you're that kind of person, I could see where you would have that in common. But your average Joe or average Jane, don't don't try to get in with a gym rat. Because <laughs> I, I wouldn't anyway. And, you know, it's uh, you're seeing all these things now about, you know, it's like I understand uh, when, when ladies want a separate workout space or what have you. Oh yeah. But now there's this, um, you know, and maybe it's being overblown because you know how shit gets picked up and yada, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. But like if somebody's working out and I glance your direction, I'm not staring at you. If, if you want me to stare at you and show you what uncomfortable looks like, (laughs) I will rub myself on the outside of my pants while I look like I'm looking <laughs> what you, inappropriate looking bar. looks like. You know, I'm That's, just saying. No, and it's, it has been. And not only has it gotten out of control, it was recently, a few weeks ago, there was a uh, uh, TikToker or whatever you, they influence or whatever they want to be called. And uh, she got called out on social media, including by this guy. Um, I can't think of his name or what he calls himself. Uh, the gym. We'll just King call him Workout Bro. Workout Bro. He's actually a good dude. He, I've, yeah. I've seen his his videos before, and he's very, very positive about. To my Liver King. No, 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 no. Oh. not that Fuck dumb that guy. fucker. Yeah, <laughs> no, this guy. He calls himself like the the Gym King or something like that, and he's he's a big ambassador, big dude, but he's a big ambassador of of like being cool in the gym, and like he doesn't tolerate any of the the stupid bullshit of like shaming people and stuff like that. His whole thing is, you know, if you like doing it and that's great, you should encourage other people to like it, not be, not be a gatekeeper, not be a dick. Right. And he even got a hold of this chick and tore a new ass because she's, she's really making this big deal out of this guy. And he, he does glance over at her a few times. And at one point even walks over to ask if she wants some help with one of like 45 pound plates. And she's making this way over dramatic deal about it. Yeah. Right? And uh, later on, come to find out the guy was, he, somebody must have hit him up about it. Like, hey man, that's your face. And he's like, I wanted to use that space. Like she was somewhere that I wanted to be and she's over there with her camera and everything. So he's like, hey, you know, can I help you? And then <laughs> what was really interesting is the article that I read, I think it was a video of a guy kind of going off about it. He showed another one where this chick, she pulls off her shirt in the middle of the gym and she's wearing like a sports bra and she keeps looking back at this dude looks over at her and looks back and continues to have his conversation. And she's like, can I help you? Can I help you? Excuse me. Can I help you? And the guy walks over. He's like, is there a problem? Turns out the dude worked at the gym and he basically told her, he's like, you can leave now, you know? (laughs) Well, here's here's my thing about, about people that do this, right? So you're concerned that someone is mm-hmm. staring at you mm-hmm. while you're filming a TikTok <laughs> to post for millions of people to see. Mm-hmm. Bingo. 
Right? It's rage bait. They're just trying to be mad. That's exactly what it is. It's to get other people. And it's just gotten to a point where, you know, I've looked at people, dude, I have, I've been in the gym and looked over because I did think someone was attractive. Right. I looked over and thought, damn, and went back to what I was doing. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You're in a public place. You're physically incredible. I'm going to look over and admire. Sorry. There's a, there is a difference between admiring and being a lecherous fuck. Like Doug said, you know, you look over and I'm like stroking myself. <laughs> you Walk know. over and lay your gut on the, on the bar. <laughs> yeah. you, like, you like big boys? You like you need a daddy? <laughs> and the whole thing about that, for, for me, it would, it's like, okay, so all of us are used to seeing normal, average, everyday people that's mm-hmm. who you run into constantly mm-hmm. and right. let's say you see someone who's insanely attractive mm-hmm. or they have larger uh, you know a larger than average size body part where you know Tingle bitties whether it's you know their butt or their boobs or whatever else if it's something outside the norm Mm-hmm. that's going to attract more attention in and of itself. Absolutely. Just for, just for instance, let's say you've got a large breasted woman that comes in the gym. Well, that's going to attract a certain amount of attention. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a guy who's like Popeye framed, mm-hmm. he's, he's this fucking stick and mm-hmm. his biceps are a stick. <laughs> but he had these insanely huge forearms mm-hmm. that were like, you know, 18, 20 inches around look like right. he had two waists holding his hands on there. Mm-hmm. A woman would look not right. because she's like, I'm objectifying him because it's like, wow, that's different. That's right. unusual. That's oh, weird. Right. If I see a guy with fucking, uh, you know, lats, traps, whatever, uh, up to his fucking ears, I'm going to look at him for a second. Like, well, that's different. How the fuck yeah. did he get those? <laughs> like what exercise? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. You know, exactly. And no, I, and no desire. Exactly right. Right. No, I, I do not desire to fuck him. No, and, but it's like, you know, once you see something that's visually striking, right. There's going to be, it, it's not going to just be a glance. There's going to be a second glance where right. you're like, did I see what I thought I saw? Yeah. Right. Okay. There totally, was a, you know, I'm not hallucinating here. <laughs> no, and, it's, and I think it's natural. There was a woman that went to the gym, the last gym that I went to, and I remember she was, uh, same thing, right? Large breasts, probably, they appeared to be augmented, we'll say. Um, big ass that was just perfectly formed, looked like somebody drew her out of a comic book, covered in great tattoos. She had that gray, uh, like the silver hair, you know, and just an absolute stunning young woman. And yes, I looked at her, right? I, but again, it wasn't lecherous. I wasn't um, objectifying. She was just stunning. And hey, sorry, but thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands of years of evolution have put a little kidney bean-sized part in my brain that's going to look over and go, well, she's attractive as fuck. That's not disrespectful, right? There is a difference between admiring um, being, being, um, flattering, whatever you want to call it. But you know what the difference between, between a woman being flattered and creeped out is when a guy says or does something, if they find him attractive or not, bingo, 
That's exactly right. If, if you are an attractive male or you obviously are bleeding cash and you look over at a woman who's physically attractive, they're flattered, you know, tee hee. If you're a fat old dad bod like me, they're like, ew, stop, you fucking creeper. So there's a little bit of a double standard there, right? Oh, yeah. Whereas guys, we're flattered if any chick checks us out. <laughs> yeah, and at, at the same time, if I looked at someone, regardless, male or female, that I thought was attractive and they caught me looking, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would just, I, I would literally give them like a thumbs up sign. It's right? like, yeah, yes, I'm checking you I, out. <laughs> I, I'm not coming over there to fuck you, but whatever you're doing, it's working for you. Thumbs up. Have a good day. That's, yes, that's sir. the point. Stop. Yes, sir. And that's, you know, hey, look, it's, you got to shoot your shot, right? And if I'm somewhere and I see an attractive woman and I look over at her and smile or whatever, and she's like, fuck you. I'm like, okie dokie. <laughs> and I move on about my business. But how do I know? How do I know that she doesn't find me attractive? How does she, how do I know that I don't say something funny and she says, hey, let's go get drinks or whatever? You don't know. And for a guy to try to date nowadays, man, you know, up until I guess it was September of last year when Brittany and I started dating, I was trying to date. And I'm telling you, it's fucking hard. You there, <laughs> there are so many rules now and you it's, you know, women, well, men just don't ask us out anymore. Why the fuck should we? Like if we do, right, we, we, we run the risk of being accused of being a lecherous bastard, being gross, you know, um, you want us to, to pay for everything. You want us to put everything together. You want us to be this quote unquote alpha male, but then over time, then we're just being overbearing, right? Or toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Absolutely. Right. See, here's, here's the thing. It's, it's like, let's say for instance, um, somebody, you, you start dating someone, you're married, what, what have you. It's, there are some people out there that like to complain and like to be miserable. I know some dudes that are that way, but I've known more women that were that way. (laughs) And it's like, you can, and when it comes to one of those guys or one of those girls, no matter what you do, if you do specifically to the letter exactly what they ask you to do in the fashion that they ask you to do it, they will still find something wrong with it. It's like, you don't have enough money. Okay, well, I'll spend some more time and get at work to earn more money. Well, you're never around. And, you know, and, and it goes back and forth like that. Okay, well, I'll spend more time at home. You're always up under my feet. I can't fucking stand you. I mean, there are so many sides to that that they can come back and say something negative about no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like when I run into those people and as soon as I recognize that they are one of those people, I'm like, nah, fuck you. You, you can bitch and do whatever, but I'm not messing with you. No, some people are definitely, um, some people are definitely just destined to be fucking miserable or they enjoy the misery. Um, people that stay in toxic relationships, they're, they're, 
I read something once that said a wounded animal will return home even when home is not safe. And that the way that that boils down to people is that when you see people that continue to get into toxic relationships, what they're doing is they're living out the shit that happened to them as a kid, um, whether it was abusive or just a lack of, of, of real affection or, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever the case is, people tend to go back to what they know, whether it's right or wrong. And I know so many people, and I was the same way. I did the same thing until a few years ago, got into therapy, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, um, I see so many people that still do that, my age, older than me, etc. And it's sad, but there is one thing that I do not get involved with, and that is my friends' relationships, like like romantic relationships. Brittany and I were having that conversation, and I said, "Yeah, that like I'm there for people. If you want to talk to me, and I'll let you bitch about the same shit over and over and over again, right? Um, you know, he's mean to me. She doesn't give me attention. Whatever. Like, oh yeah, again, just like last week. I- I'm fine. Whatever. I'll let you vent. But I have I have lost friends. I have gotten myself into some real shit shows opening my mouth when it comes. It's like people know what the problem is. They know they're in a toxic relationship, right? And they'll tell you all about the toxicity. But the minute you go, hey, you think maybe you're in a toxic relationship? All bets are off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like bets are off. Just like some people like being miserable, some people enjoy, I mean, even though they may not outwardly express that, mm-hmm. they find some joy in the emotional roller coaster. It's, they do. And, and that's it, what the, it's, it's a comfort. Even if it's not joy, it's a comfort. It's a, they, they know it, if that well, makes sense. It's, you know, there, there are, some of these guys, girls, what have you, that, you know, through no fault of their own, obviously, that, you know, that they may be bipolar uh, to where, you mm-hmm. know, things switch on a freaking dime. And, uh, you know, you've heard the story of the, you know, uh, of, of various women that keep going back to various abusers. But that's because, you know, that 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 woman, she finds some sort of solace or some sort of stimuli in that uncertainty because, yeah. you know, because there are, you know, there are whole movie genres out there for ladies where it will make them sad. And they just, for some strange reason, they <laughs> just love that. Back to them, yeah, yeah, the romance. It, so, I mean, it's like, hey, I saw Old Yeller when I was a kid once. Yeah, I don't I need to see it again. Need to see that movie no. again. No. I have never happens? in my life sat watch down it, Adam. and said, what happens? "You know Nothing what." I need a good cry. Let me put on Old Yeller, old yeller. and, and uh, get where, all this shit out. I don't do the, that. Where the red ferns grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, neither nor. I think, and, and the thing is, is, and it's been proven time and time again, that the, typically people that go back to those types of relationships, they came from it. Something in their past and it becomes comfortable. And you think, well, how could you be comfortable in something that's abusive or toxic or bad? humans we're fucking weird man we're fucking weird and it's what we do we go we go back to things that are comfortable 
the things that we know. And it's a fucking shame. And, and in those situations, you know, a lot of these women will go back to these abusive relationships until one day they wind up dead, you know? And, and again, that happens all the fucking time. And people, you know, they're like, why, why, why? Well, because the, at some point that's what they came from and they never break the fucking cycle. And it's not easy. Um, you know, therapy is fucking expensive. Uh, therapy is a, uh, therapy is a fucking privilege and that's, that's a shame. And it's, it's just the way that the, the U S at least views mental health. Right. And, um, you're, it's okay to be on drugs for high blood pressure and cholesterol and everything else. But if you tell somebody you're on some kind of medication for a mental health issue, it's like, Oh, uh, mm. like you can feel, you can feel the tension in the room all of a sudden. <laughs> the you judginess. Know, the judginess. Yeah, exactly. But like, Oh, uh, you know, they make something for that fucking judginess too. It's called slap. Uh, people get on Adam and I were discussing this. People get on like the the blood pressure medication, but they don't change their diet. They don't exercise, you know, they're like, no, no, I got these pills. Yeah. Now Uh, I don't have to exercise. Now I don't have to exercise. Right. They've got, (laughs) they've got, you know, cholesterol meds. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to go get on meds for, for mental health issues, I personally think that in order to get them, you have to do, in conjunction with therapy, right? I think to get them, you have to sign up for like a few sessions of therapy because the pills aren't going to fix anything. The pills are like Tylenol. They'll help, they'll help the symptoms, but they're not going to help the root cause. Just like blood pressure <laughs> medications won't. Did I say that, that I amuse you, Doug? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's an, I, I have know. a related story. Go for it. Well, when I was in Charlotte and I figured out that I had, you know, I'd known for a while that I had ADD and the particular job function that I was performing at the time was terribly tedious and boring. And yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> so uh, I had focus issues. So Fuck us. I went uh, to a, uh, a psychiatrist to prescribe me the medication, but weirdly enough, my insurance company wanted me to take therapy since I was being prescribed medication for attention deficit disorder. Huh. And uh, so I had therapy sessions in Charlotte, and uh, but it was something, and and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, that I'm whatever else, but I'm, I'm, I'm generally with the, with the exception of the ADHD, I'm fairly, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, not too far off the norm. I am, am I neurotypical? No, but it's like, I don't have any major issues at this point in my life that I needed to deal with. I really could have used therapy in my twenties, like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think every fucking dude, chick, kid, everybody needs therapy in their twenties, especially but now. Right? Eventually, the the therapist told me she was like, you know, there's nothing that you really need. I'll sign, you know, sign the forms or whatever for the insurance company, or send them a report, whatever she needed to do for them. 
but it was it was basically a waste of both of our times because <laughs> uh, she tried to she was like she tried to get me to date so I went out did some dating and I was like oh, I've thought yeah. about that I've been thinking about that for a while that didn't work out turned out like I thought it would so I was yeah. like oh that's that's okay I'm good yeah how'd you get the out. carbon sample out of them well anyway I, I had to put uh, this special <laughs> drill and then charges were filed. <laughs> right. Hold still. I'm trying to date you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's really interesting because I've never heard that I've never heard that situation come up before. And that's to me, that's exactly how it should go before a psychiatrist can give you any kind of medication. I feel like uh, a therapist should see you because uh again, in most cases, I guess with, with ADHD, ah, I don't know, man. I, I think ADHD can definitely if you have a therapist that understands ADHD and can help you understand some of the overstimulation, understimulation, uh, that, that sine wave that you're going to go through about 10 times a day. Um, I think that could help, but I, I guess, yeah, in, in general, a therapist may not be as effective with ADHD symptoms and it depends on your symptoms too. Right. I mean, ADHD comes in a lot of flavors. Um, yep. Right. I, I think that in general, I'll, I'll say antidepressants then, you know, um, having, having any sort of them. thing that could be considered by anybody, a mood stabilizer. Yeah. 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 Because you got to get to the root of, I, I think, I think things like depression and anxiety have so many fucking triggers and symptoms or not symptoms, but causes that <clears throat> it's really hard. Is it a, is it a, physiology thing like a biology thing is your <clears throat> excuse me are, are your serotonin uh receptors you know uptaking too quickly is your body not making enough or you know they've they've done studies where they've uh, taken people that have been in prolonged stress situations they call it cptsd which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder just meaning that it's lasted longer it's not like a car wreck or a, a mugging an assault something like that it's where it's been prolonged and they did this a lot with uh, guys in the military and they did MRIs and stuff on their brains. And what was interesting is that their brain physiology actually changed, like the way that neurons passed and where they passed and things like that changed um, because of prolonged stress. So they know that prolonged stress can actually change the physiology of your brain, which I think is fascinating. So like, is the depression and anxiety a physiology thing or, or is it? you know, uh, psychological, I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think that's why, you know, you guys know, right. We've, we've, we've been troubleshooting experts for years, all three of us. And we know that when problems get really complex and there's a little, a little fuckery from column A and a little fuckery from column B, right. Those problems are a little harder to figure out than all of the fuckery was right here. I found the fuckery. I scooped the fuckery out. And I threw the fuckery away, and now everything is working sans fuckery. But when your fuckery comes from different places, it's a lot harder to figure out, right? You're supposed to recycle fuckery. You're not supposed mm. to throw it out like that. I was not aware of that. Yeah, it's Thank recyclable. For, I, I I appreciate that. Um, I'll be I letting will, the HOA know that you haven't been recycling I your have, fuckery. I have not been recycling my fuckery. No. Typically when I find fuckery... I, I get rid of it 
as quickly as possible. So I guess that's what the green buckets are for, right? Are those are those the fuck buckets? Yeah, those are the fuckery buckets, and then okay. you have, uh, glass and plastic. That you know that makes a lot of sense, and I was curious what that particular bucket was for. So that's uh, I don't want anyone to think that I that I don't love the planet, and uh, you know, as we know, there is a shortage of fuckery these days. Yeah, uh, yeah you got to watch issue. out for it, though. They it, it takes a lot of labor to break it down because sometimes there's toxic fuckery. Mm. Yeah, and that yeah, that takes extra steps. You got to let the yeah. mercury and shit out of that. Well, you got to check the number on the bottom of the fuckery to see, because like the different number will tell you like if you can recycle the fuckery easily or if it's toxic fuckery uh, or if it's just run of the mill fuckery. Right. You're run of the mill fuckery. You're going to run across every day. And I'm, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's that's recyclable because I feel like I've never experienced a shortage of just day to day fuckery. You know, well, sometimes you can take your fuckery and you can give it to other people and they find out. Yes, yes, I have. T- I have definitely fucked around and found out before myself uh, yeah. and then wound up with some fuckery that was not mine. Uh, well, I mean, it became mine after I after I found out the fuckery then did belong to me. So, yeah, sometimes you can get fucked transitively. <laughs> Verbal diarrhea. <laughs> He's been hovering over that button for a long time. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> like, how long are they going to stretch this fucking bit out? Speaking <laughs> of fuckery. <laughs> well, he just closed the loop. See, he opened the door for it, and that was mm-hmm. the closed loop end of the fuckery. Because God knows we probably shouldn't fucking talk about fuckery anymore at this fucking point. I disagree. I think the subject of fuckery is an endless uh, supply of both entertainment information uh, and joy for most people. I think most people can relate to a lot of fuckery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. So, uh, Speaking yeah, of fuckery. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> Speaking of fuckery, <laughs> shut up, Adam. Speaking of fuckery, um, the Bullshit Podcast uh, is coming up on, what, three years? Yeah, Two 2020, years. so this would be yeah. three years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Our first, our first one was Valentine's Day. It was a Friday, I believe, February 14th, uh, 2020. So. <laughs> What a way to spend Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, it was the four of us. And what's funny is that the uh, the chick that I was dating at the time broke up with me via text message in the middle of that podcast. So um, you guys were talking, we were just chit-chatting, and I got a message. I looked down, and I saw her name, and I'm like, hey, what? And I read it, and I'm like, what? what the fuck? You know, it was one of those, I just don't think you're into it anymore, so, you know, and I was just like, yeah, okay. And I put the phone down and went back to the podcast. <laughs> and then I got bitched out for that later. We wound up not, I, I don't remember. I, that was, that was one of those goofy, like I was getting laid uh, after my divorce and it was, you know, not bad. So I said, fuck it and just kept doing it. But, um, so I finally got sick of that fuckery and just moved on. But 
So what you're saying is you fucked around and you found out. I did find out, yeah. And then once I did find out, I recycled that fuckery into something else. Um, but yeah, I got I got bitched at later about, you know, um, during another fight about how you were just like, okay, whatever. Well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like... Because to me, that's games. That's fucking games, bro. Yeah. If, if you're gonna, if you're gonna to fight for me, right? No, negative nine you're yet. To talk me into dating you, even though I don't want to. Thank you. Thank you for putting it that way. Because once you, when you say it like that out loud, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, we're <laughs> the same thing. Don't worry. Are you fucking kidding me? No, you don't want to date me? Okay, that, that's a bummer. Yep, I'm gonna feel a little pain, a little little rejection. I'm gonna feel a little loss. Um, and then I'm going to move on. I read something, not, I guess it's been about a year ago and it said, don't worry about whether or not he or she is going to hurt you, break your heart, whatever. Worry about whether or not you can handle it if they do. And that has been the guiding principle for me and dating ever since. And I realize now that it, it kind of was there after my divorce but I didn't, it wasn't as eloquent as that little, you know, blurb. But if you think about that, that is the most important part. People are like, oh, I don't want to get my heart broken, whatever. I don't care um, it, it, because I can handle it. It doesn't matter. I can handle it. I had a, I had a 15 year old, 15 year marriage, 15 year old. <laughs> that could have went the wrong direction. That could have went the wrong direction real fucking fast. Uh, um, Adam, do you have any sirens on that soundboard of yours? <laughs> uh, I don't. I will have them ready next time. All right. Okay. Just okay. Glad you're not glad we're not clipping things again. Um, I had a 15 year marriage dissolve in front of me that I did not want to dissolve. Once you've gone through that, that changes your just changes your dating habits. It changes everything, really. But um, Hence yeah, why I, I could have used a therapist in my twenties. In your twenties, right? You know, I mean, and and I did, I I did get therapy fairly few years after my divorce, and and because I just like fell apart for like a thousand different fucking reasons. That that three years was a shit show for me, and like my physical health, my mental health, uh, relationships, just everything fell apart for me. I was hanging on by a fucking thread, um, but the. The, the now it's just whatever. I mean, ah, <laughs> you know, or, stop know. resisting, stop resisting. There you go, there you go. Um, it, yeah, it's it's it, you need to be in a place where if somebody breaks up with you or leaves you, not that you're not, not that you're just gonna be whatever, because then you're probably wasting your time to begin with, but. If you're, you know, if you're dating somebody and they leave you and and your whole world falls apart, it wasn't a healthy relationship. If someone, Doug and I were, I think, discussing this or may have been me and Adam, but the whole idea of uh, you complete me. So basically you were bringing in half of a fucking human being into this relationship. Well, now I feel like I got cheated. (laughs) <laughs> I need a, I need a whole. I wanted a whole person. All right, I need a whole fucking human being with their own yeah. thoughts, their own opinions, their own job, their own goals. You know what I mean? Their own shit to do. Right. <laughs> you know, I want you to be a whole person, and we'll 
you know, orbit around each other and have a great fucking time. But when you say you complete me, what you're telling me is that you had pieces missing when you came into this relationship. And that's not fair. I'm not going to do that to anybody. I'm not going to ask anybody to be my, my missing fucking pieces. I want you to enhance what the fuck I've got. Sure. You know, I mean, I think that's, that's my friends. I mean, my I expect my friends to enhance me and make me a better person. Um, I mean, I'm stuck with you two fuckers, but one day I'm going to find friends that enhance me and make me a better person. (laughs) But until then, (laughs) I heard this lady say once that, uh, she didn't need to be on antidepressants because she had her husband who uh, made her happy enough now. And I was mm. like, that ain't good. This tick, is not going to end well. Tick, 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 yeah. tick, 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 <laughs> And then he dies and she loses her shit, falls apart for a couple of years before she winds up, you know, drinking her liver into inflamed nonsense. Like, No. No, no. If you're, if, if that's what you're doing, if you think there's somebody in your life that, you know, completes you or, or is your antidepressant, you might want to rethink things. And I know I'm going to, the four people that listen to this are all going to give me shit and tell me I'm wrong, but I'm not. And I will, I will fight you. So literally figure, let, tell me where you are. I will fly there and we will physically fight. We will duel. So, so. Just what you me. want out of a relationship with me is male enhancement pills. I That's what want I got out of that. male enhancement. Yes. Yes. Right. Cause weird. you are male. You're my friend. I want enhancement transitive property. I want male. <laughs> I want male enhancement from you. Yes. All right. I, I shot you a link. Cool. Make, make my dick bigger, Doug. That's what I want. I want you to make my dick. I want you to make my dick big, throbbing and veiny. Yeah, veiny. Well, I have that effect on some people. You know, you do. I'm sure, guaranteed. I'm guaranteed. And you know what? If there is a gay guy out there that gets a throbbing, meaty kielbasa cock for me, I am flattered. I'm just going to go out. I'm just going to go on record as saying that I am flattered. Thank you. Right. I mean, you're out of luck. I'm not going to do anything with it, but. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, it's funny watching, it's watching a show. I won't mention any names or anything. Cause I know some folks haven't seen anything, but watching a show and there were some very, uh, homoerotic, um, themes in it. Right. And, uh, that stuff, like it doesn't bother me, but at the same time, when I see it to a certain degree, I'm like, yeah, Ah, <laughs> I can't, I can't watch it for a long period. It kind of bothers me a little. Um, but at the same time, I'm not homophobic. I'm not, I don't care what other people do. Right. And there are folks who would say that I am, that I'm a homophobic, that I'm a terrible person because I can't sit and watch, you know, gay sex and be like, ha this is entertaining. Um, and I don't think that's fair, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I don't think that's fair to okay. well, by assume that, I'm a bad person. Well, by the, by the same token, it's like, okay, let's, let, you know, considering we led in this whole podcast with food, let's use a food analogy. All right. 
Say, for instance, you find seafood disgusting and or you're allergic to it and also find it disgusting. Mm -hmm. Are you going to sit there and watch about a program about the best way to cook a salmon filet while your (laughs) stomach is sitting there churning? Oh, God, that looks like the worst thing in the fucking world. I don't want any of that. And, And that's where... I fall. If it's on there and it's part of the thing and it's part of the story, it's okay. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop it and hit rewind right. and watch it again, or I'm not going to seek it out and go to, to, to the movie theater. Uh, it was like there was a movie that came out not too long ago. It was uh, something that was probably about six months ago, nine months ago. And it was it was a it was a it was a it was a gay male love story. You know, it was was it the it, one it, with the kid from? Um, I, um, I, I don't even remember. And it's like it, when I saw the the advertisement for it, I was, uh, you know, when I saw the advertisement, I was like, well, yeah, I'm definitely not going to the movie theater to see that one. And apparently, there were a lot of people. Uh, who felt the same way or were unaware of it. And when Mm -hmm. the movie didn't do that well at the box office, they were like, well, you know, every, it it, it turned into a gay bashing, uh, you know, lifestyle hating. No, it's like, no, that product was not designed for me. You know, it's, it's, it's really a niche market, right? Yeah. I mean, a male and female love story is there are more, I'm guessing, more heterosexual people than there are homosexual people. And so you would have a smaller market that you would be, you know, uh, making that for. And I was trying to think yeah. it was the kid from Big Bang Theory. Um, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. But he was there was this like Christmas rom-com type thing um, where he takes the guy home to his, meet his parents and all this stuff, you know. And it actually looked like a fun movie and I wanted to see it. But you're right. I probably wouldn't have gone to the movie theater to see it. Like, eh, that's a that's a and not not even really because of the gay themes. Just it's not the type of movie I'm going to spend the money and go deal with a crowd for. Now, Cocaine Bear, that's a completely different story. But oh, yeah, I'm fucking there. (laughs) Even if the bear is gay, I don't care. I just want to see, him, you know, get jacked up on cocaine. If it was a gay love story that that led to a chain of events where a bear ingested a large amount of cocaine and then went on a murder spree, I would I still would, go see that. Yes, I would put up with the front part to get to yes. the back part. Yes, you know that's what I'm she's just saying. saying. Yeah, that I would I would do the same. So I just like I said, I think it's unfair that just because I'm not like super into homosexual themes that somehow that makes me a bad person. Like I said, I I'm not, and I don't care what you do, but like if I go out and I see two guys at a party and I, I have seen this, I was just reminiscing today about, uh, 2002, I had packed up everything I owned into a 96 Dodge neon and drove from the little podunk Northeast town in Ohio to Columbus, uh, Columbus. And, lived on campus with some buddies of mine in, in what was effectively a room. Um, it was an efficiency on a, on a college campus. So you can imagine. Um, 
like 400 square feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so three of us and, and a dog, you know. Um, but I, I was exposed to a ton of things that prior to I had never seen, you know, um, different races and different ethnicities and homosexuals and um, a lot of things that, that I had been taught my whole life was quote unquote wrong or bad or evil or was going to kill me in my sleep or something. And um, it made no, Jesus I, unhappy. Make Jesus unhappy. Yes. Which we've yeah. already, I already stated in another episode that Jesus was a pedophile, but um, met, had friends that were gay and, and dearly loved them, thought they were fantastic human beings, um, watched gay couples do their thing, went to gay bars with them. Like, so it doesn't bother me like to see guys showing physical affection to each other, but it's like, there comes a point where I get uncomfortable with it. And I don't know why. And of course, back then they told me it was because I was gay and I just needed to let them suck my cock. And I was like, no, John, I know what you're doing, you fucker. And he would laugh and say, but you don't know if you haven't tried it. And I'm like, I've never snorted bleach, but I don't want to do that either. Um, John was a fucker and he tried to get my dick in his mouth a lot through nefarious. Oh, fucker and a sucker. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> through nefarious means. He was a bitch, but I loved him dearly. He was a great dude. Um, so, it, it's, you know, it doesn't bother me, but there does, there is a point of diminishing return for me where I'm, it makes me physically uncomfortable. And again, I think it's biological. I think there's a little, again, flaxseed sized part of my brain that goes, Hmm, no. Well, let's say, let's just take this down that path. The first time you ever saw, um, like say some porn and mm-hmm. some guy is doing a chick doggy style. And you saw yeah. that and you thought, wow, I'd like to do that. Yeah. And we're, and we're back to the cooking show analogy. Yeah. Now, if you saw a scene in a movie where you see some guy railing on another guy, did you think, Ooh, I want to do that. Or, I did, or did not you think, no, that's, that's not. good no. for you, but that's not for me. Exactly. I, I watched it for a second and was like, huh, no, uh-uh. I mean, yeah, good, good for you too. Looks like you're both enjoying the shit out of that. I don't know how, because that is a giant cock, but okay. Um, yeah. And that's, that's always been my thing is that I, I don't care what other people do, whether I like it, dislike it, whether it makes me uncomfortable um, I've seen yes. straight porn that makes me uncomfortable. I've been like, yeah. mm-mm, no, no, that's mm-mm, no. Ran okay. So Doug, like you and I do the whole earworm thing, right? Yeah. And we try to, we, we will, we'll call each other and like play a song or we'll start singing a song and, uh, make the other one get a song stuck in their head. Cause again, when you have ADHD and intrusive thoughts, that's really fucking easy to do. So I had a buddy back in the day and what we used to do was we would email each other, um, links to the most disgusting fucking porn we could find right oh yeah i played that game right (laughs) and uh sometimes it was weird gay porn you know um with like fecal matter involved and things of that nature and i remember i sent him one of this giant rotund overweight redhead and this skinny little kid dude he was you know like a rail and but he's got a cock the size of a yardstick and he's fucking the shit out of her while she's on her period. 
right? <laughs> so there is blood everywhere and they're like playing in it and shit. Like it was literally putting a gag blump in my throat and I sent it to him. And a few hours later I got a call and he said, I quit. I'm done. You win. I quit. You win. He's like, do you, do you understand? You win. I'm done. And I was like, thank God, because I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm going to take the W and move on. So basically, what are you going to tell me is that I'm a, uh, I'm a period bloodophobe, like, you know, because that was, I was like, mm, no, that's not for me, but I'm not going to kink shame somebody. Like, don't get it on my sheets. Right. But I'm not going to kink shame you for it. If, if you like to play in menstrual blood, if, if that's your thing, if you're a, if you're a shark or whatever, you know? Um, so I don't think that that particularly makes you a, a bad person for not liking something. I think if you discriminate against somebody, I think if you are hateful towards somebody because of what they like to do sexually or physically or whatever, um, short of, you know, Jesus pedophilia, then, then that's what makes you an asshole. So that's me. Point blank, period, end of story. Period.